0: Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed, from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. No, we're not to trash the planet Earth. We take care of it. We we protect it. We protect the animals. And we were created with purpose and meaning. We're not vicious savages. We're not to destroy and to tear up. We're not animals. We're creation. We're the keepers. We're the protectors. We take care of the plants and the animals and this beautiful world that God has given us. It's the old song, Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. It is created for me and you. But it's not complete without the Creator. He makes it truly beautiful. 16. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you will surely die Or in the Hebrew, dying, you shall die. You shall begin the dying process. You will bring sin and you will bring death through your disobedience. Adam is warned by God. Adam alone is given the command by God. Can I point out to you that God is speaking to the man. God is speaking to Adam. Eve has not been created yet. Eve has not been given the command. Adam is given the command. And it is Adam who will be responsible. It is Adam who will bring sin into the world. I was thinking of the scripture, Romans 5.12, and it says, therefore, just as through one man, sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, Because all sinned. Can I point out, sin does not come from Eve. The sin comes from Adam. Because he alone is given the command. He is given the responsibility. And I blame Adam when he disobeys God. Because of Adam's sin, we are all dying The human mortality rate is 100%. You will not cheat death unless, by way of rapture, unless Jesus comes soon and raptures us out of this place. Let God make your spouse. Verse 18. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him, a perfect match, a marriage made in heaven. This idea of suitable means corresponding, opposites attract. What do, this, what do they say? Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. We are not alike. We're completely different physically, mentally, emotionally, and I believe, yes, spiritually. God has made men different than women, and being opposites are good. Being different is great because we complement and we meet the needs of each other, and what is lacking in one sex is fulfilled in the other. This is God's perfect plan. This is God's perfect design. Humans are creatures that are social. Humans are social creatures and no man is an island. I was just thinking about our sheep at the ranch, you know, and we just got some sheep, and sheep are very social, and you want to see an unhappy sheep? Separate him from the flock and keep him all alone. He will be so sad and so depressed. They are flock animals. They're social creatures, And they need to be with each other. And they travel and they walk and they eat and they sleep with each other. And by being in the herd, they feel safe and they are secure. And when you become a Christian, yes, you are God's sheep. He doesn't want you to be isolated without a a, a mate, without a spouse, without a boyfriend, a girlfriend, without friends. And yes, even without a church. Come back to church. Verse 19, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. Do you ever do that with your little boy or little girl? You get one of those animal books and you read the animal books, and you teach them the names of the animals. Well, guess who gave the first names? This is God sitting down with Adam, and he's just having a great old time to see what name Adam would give the animals. So the big, huge, first one, he's like, that's a hippopotamus. Oh, and that trunk, he must be an elephant. And oh, that weird one, he's a platypus. Oh, and that aardvark, right? You ever do the different animals with your kids and you have them make the animal noises, right? Uh, And so Adam is so excited. He's playing with the animals. He's naming the animals. They are his pets. But can I tell you, animals are not people. I love my pets, but animals can never replace humans. Verse 20. The man gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the sky, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. Right, it's not good for us to be alone. We need a mate, we need a spouse, we need a love, we need a best friend. What a blessing to be able to marry your best friend. Wait for God's best. Don't compromise. Hold out. Seek the Lord and ask God to bring you a mate just like he did for Adam. Verse 21. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. God is doing a surgery, a divine cloning, and God is taking from Adam's blueprints, from one bone, the chemicals, the molecules, the DNA that can make another human, from one to the other, from the male to the female, and God puts Adam to sleep. A divine anesthesiology, right? He's putting him to sleep and a divine surgery, and God's doing surgery on the side of Adam and he opens him up and then he seals him back and he wakes him back. Go figure, how could ancient man even know about putting people to sleep for surgery? The Bible is thousands of years old and God knows what he's doing. He made you. He can fix you, he can do surgery on you, he can clone you, and he can make for you the perfect mate, not a mate that you have made, right? Have you done that before? You tried to force it and make it, and you walked down that aisle, and, and you chose the wrong one, and they weren't a Christian, it was the bad boy, the bad girl, and the marriage blows up, and it ends in divorce, but guess what? God gives you a second chance, And this time, let God make your mate. Let God make your marriage a marriage made in heaven. Let Him choose your mate and let Him bring that mate to you. Verse 22 The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which He had taken from the man and brought her to the man. Do you see it? It's like a divine wedding. And the person who's giving away the bride is not her dad because she has no father, right? But she has a spiritual father. It is God, and God is walking Eve down the aisle, and it is a garden wedding right there in Eden. And God gives her away, and he gives her to the man and places her hand into his hand, if you will, just like the traditional American Christian wedding. God gives away the bride. Ask Jesus to give you away. Ask Jesus to walk you down the aisle. Ask Christ to put your whole wedding together by choosing the perfect mate. Verse 23 The man said, This is now bone of my bones. Adam seems to know what's going on. I'm missing a bone and she has come. She has been created from my very bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. I believe Eve was gorgeous and beautiful, She was everything Adam could ever want, and when he saw this lovely creature walking down the aisle as a gift from God, he goes, whoa, man, (laughs) woman, and so it is that God can create for you the perfect spouse. Hold out. Don't give in. Don't compromise. Wait for God's perfect creation that he has made for you. Verse 24, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. I believe this is Moses's commentary. I don't think it's Adam's. Because Adam doesn't have a father and mother, I don't think he understands this yet until he becomes a father when he gives birth to his own children. Eve is not a mother yet, so I believe this is Moses who understands father and mothers and understands God's design, God's law for marriage, right? So we have a man who leaves his father and his mother, his old household, his old family, he now has become an adult. He is now on his own. And we call this leave and cleave. You leave your old family and you form your new family, right? And you become joined to your spouse like super glue. I'm stuck on you like the old country song, right? And the two become one. This is quoted from Jesus in Matthew 19, verse 5. You know, I had a renegade Mormon come up to me. He's a polygamist. And he said, Pastor John, you can't show me one verse in the Bible that says it's wrong for me to be a polygamist and to have multiple wives. And I said, well, of course, Matthew 19, 5, the words of Jesus Christ. And he said, and the two shall become one flesh right? This is going back to Genesis. Jesus is validating the very first marriage by quoting these verses and giving a validation of Adam and Eve, the first marriage, one man and one woman for one lifetime. It is opposite sex marriage. I'm sorry, even though the government may say it's right, the judges that have ruled in favor of gay marriage, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the creator of us all, we can go back to Genesis, and Jesus himself, if you're a Christian, he validates heterosexual marriage of one man and one woman for one lifetime. Jesus is pro-marriage. He is not pro-divorce. And he's not pro-gay marriage. I'm sorry, but you see it right here in the Holy Bible. And man may say it's right, but God says it's against his design, the design of your body and your anatomy. And every cell in you he has made is either male or female, except who God created you to be. Verse 25, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Can I tell you they were butt naked like little babies running around. They were just a few days old. They were newborns, but they were fully mature, probably like in their 20s. And it's interesting because as we look at creation of the trees, of the fruit, of the animals. Everything seems to be mature like Adam and Eve. They're not created as little babies. How would they survive? They're full-grown adults. And I believe the earth, the earth was created mature with its deposits, with its irons, with its oils, with all its minerals. You know, people say, how can you believe in a young earth? How can you believe God created the earth and all creation in six days? I think he created it already mature. And so, yes, I think there is an old earth that God created it that way in six days. Do you see it? So Adam and Eve, they're running around butt naked, newborn, and they are totally in love. It is marriage God's way. Do it God's way. Have you tried it man's way and it's failed? Do you realize what you're doing is not in God's will? Uh, Living together, being lovers, shacking up. This is not God's plan. This is not God's purpose for you. Don't compromise. What's the old song? Uh, Put a ring on it, right? If he loves you, he should commit to you. And you should stand up for yourself and say, no, I'm saving myself for marriage. If you truly love me, you won't use me. You will marry me. And you know, you only become family through marriage. If you're living together, I'm sorry, but you're only a lover. You're only a shack up. You never become family until you are married. Only three ways you become family one through birth, through adoption. And through marriage, and I believe you deserve the honor and the respect and the love of being family. Hold out for God's best. Make it right. Do marriage God's way. Follow the Bible. Pray, seek, wait, and get married. What does it all mean? Well, you need to let the creator in, right? You need to let him into your world, into your heart, and into your life. I believe God created you for love so that he could love you, so that he could take care of you, and he made you so that he could have relationship with you. He didn't create us and dump us and leave us, Go on to another planet. No, he is fixated on the planet Earth. Do you see the creation event? He is so enthralled and so fascinated with one little dot called Earth out of the trillions of planets he created. He puts life on Earth. He puts the animals on Earth, and he puts the humans on Earth, and he, he wants to be in our world. He wants to be in your life. You see it. But with love, he respects our free will, and he hopes you will love him back, that you will choose him. The creator wants to be in your life. He wants to create and make miracles and wonders. He wants to make a way for you. He wants to help you with your problems. He wants to be in your life every day. Will you ask him in? Will you let the creator into your world that he has created you know recently I got a barn cat I named him Taz because he's the Tasmanian devil and as you may know a barn cat is quite wild and feral it's a wild cat that I got from the dog pound and it lives outside and it eats the rodents And the sad thing, they warn me, please don't pet this cat, don't allow him in your home, don't try to make friends with him, he'll never allow it, he will never accept you. He will attack you, he'll bite you, he'll scratch you, John, because this cat will reject you and he will never allow you to become his pet. It's so sad that my little cat will never allow me to be his owner and to give him the love of an owner to its pet. Is that you? Is God your creator, your master, your maker, and you're feral and you're wild and you're vicious, and you are the creator's enemy, and you will never accept his food, his love, his comfort, and his home? Don't be a feral cat. Choose the owner, the creator of you. Invite the creator into your world, the world that he has created. Receive your maker, the Holy Spirit, into your heart, and he wants to be inside of you. He gave you a soul so you could be a spiritual being and have Communion with him. But Jesus is the key. Jesus is the bridge to have fellowship, to have acceptance, and to have God in our life. We must reach the creator through the Lord Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. Jesus, the creator, can fill the emptiness that is within you. I believe God created you with a hole in your heart. A vacuum that is so empty, but nothing else can fulfill it and satisfy the emptiness of your soul. No, not money, not things, not people, not stuff, not drugs, not alcohol, not highs, not thrills, not music. Only the Creator can fulfill the emptiness of your very soul. Only Jesus can bring the peace, ask him in, and find complete satisfaction and joy and comfort. We will all stand before our maker someday, and yes, even you will give an account for your life, your gifts, your talents, your time, all the marvelous things God has given you. Have you wasted them? Have you thrown them away? Have you spent them on evil and the world and the devil? Or have you given them back to God and used them for his glory? Get ready, because the Creator is coming back, and one day we will all see him face to face and stand before his glorious throne on Judgment Day. You know, they say all roads lead to heaven, The bad news is, yes, on Judgment Day, we will all give an account before the glorious throne of the Creator. God loves you so much that he made you. He loves you so much that he sent his Son to be the bridge to creation, to all the humans on earth. Christ died for all of us, our sin, our wickedness, our rebellion, and he wants to be in our lives. I think of the old hymn, It Took a Miracle. It took a miracle to put the stars in place. It took a miracle to hang the world in space. But when he saved my soul, cleansed and made me whole, it took a miracle of love and grace. Meet your creator, meet your maker let's pray lord jesus christ you are our maker you and the father and the holy spirit all three of you are the creator of everything and even us and we give you glory and recognition and we worship you as the creator of all things and our very maker, you hold our very life breath in your hand. Thank you, Lord God, for breathing into us and touching us and molding and making us into something beautiful and wonderful. We truly are fearfully And wonderfully made. Thank you for making us the very crown of your creation. May we find how valuable we are in your sight. May we value ourselves through the cross and through the sacrifice of Jesus, that you love us so much you could not live without us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for sacrificing your life and giving your very blood to save us, to redeem us from our sin and the sin of Adam. We thank you, Lord God, for making us with purpose and meaning, with value, with significance. May we find all those things in you, Lord God. May we fulfill your purpose and calling for our lives. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed, from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.